All right. Well, thanks everyone uh, for joining us today. Um, it is hot up here in New England, as I'm sure it is almost anywhere uh, where you are listening to this, if you're listening to this live or uh, really anytime this week, there's like this massive heat wave going across the U.S., which is uh, not even to mention what's going on in Europe. Anyway, um, welcome to Flashpoint Podcast. My name is Owen Higgins. Uh, today we're going to be doing kind of just, you know, an open phone lines, uh, call in, discuss whatever you want to discuss kind of show. So if you guys want to start talking now, that's fine. Or I can just chat for a little bit. I mean, there are a couple of different news items, uh, that I think are good to get to. And, uh, to do that, I'm going to go over here to, uh, newsbolt, newsbolt.org and just kind of check out the headlines. I'll drop that link in the chat for you guys here. One sec. Anyway, um, I'd like to go there because it has kind of up-to-date uh, headlines three times. Uh, three times a, uh, a day. Um, uh, so, yeah, what do we see here? So, UK smashes heat record as high temps continue across Europe. I say Cecile uh, in the chat saying hottest temperature ever recorded here in Ireland yesterday didn't know that it was quite that hot in Ireland. Um, I thought that it was kind of avoiding it a little bit, but that makes sense. I mean, the entire uh, uh, subcontinent of Europe is is on fire right now, basically. Like, there are wildfires in, in southern France. Uh, the UK is smashing records. Apparently, Ireland is too, even though it's a little bit cooler there in Ireland right now uh, than it is uh, in, in Britain and in, um, in France. I mean, th- this is just kind of the it's kind of like the thing where where you know we've expected for a long time that we would hit these these temperatures and this kind of climate crisis but it has really really amplified it's really just exploded wildfires in spain and portugal too from brian thank you yep yeah i mean the 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 consequences of this on the kind of you know the northern hemisphere are now becoming more apparent obviously they've been apparent to the global south and to uh, much of the world for a long time, but you know people in the West don't really tend to pay enough attention uh, to that, at least for my liking. Um, but now it's becoming harder and harder to ignore. And it, it's you know it's interesting that that while this is happening, uh, we have you know both. Well, first of all, we have you know this this climate. Uh, stuff in in the Biden agenda for I mean what what there is of it and this it was insufficient even as it was uh, but that was um, taken out of this bill that they wanted to get passed so that they could get uh, West Virginia coal baron and Democrat uh, Joe Manchin on board and so the kind of the thought was that the White House would like pass some executive orders and like declare a climate emergency. Uh, New reporting from AP News this morning, they're not going to do that because they don't want to make Manchin angry. So it's just kind of like, like even, even the, the, the barest, um, even, even the, the, you know, the, the, the insufficient uh, fixes that they think about are, are completely, are, are just not going to happen because they're just completely incapable of governing, uh, much like that uh, old uh, Simpsons 
episode showed. Um, so that's kind of the situation uh, that that we're in. We have uh, as uh, discourse blog uh, Jack Merkinson writes uh, that the uh, it's hot enough. The airplane runways are literally melting. That's in the UK. They, they can't. Um, they weren't able to like land flights in some of the airports because the the runways were just melted. Um, it's it's hard it's hard to like overstress like just how dire of a situation this is and how bad things are getting. Um, as 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 far as as the climate crisis just this week. I mean, who knows? Like next week it'll be probably be something else. If you've been listening to the show uh, for the last uh, seven eight months, or or if you've just been paying attention to basic reality, uh, you'll know that things have been getting really really bad for quite some time. Um, so this is just kind of, you know, the next, the next step in the process, I guess. Uh, so, you know, having, having said that, um, again, like, as I said, if anybody wants to call in, uh, and, and, and talk about that stuff, feel free. Uh, we're also going to be discussing, uh, the movement for a people's party. This is, uh, if you're not familiar with it, a kind of, uh, political organization, faux third party, uh, that has, Kind of come in for some criticism and been the been been the focal point of controversy last week, a week ago today. I had uh, Jordan Cheriton, who's in the chat right now. I had Jordan on, and we talked to uh, former members of the party, including uh, former executive director Zaina Day and former member Paula Swearingen. Um, and there were some pretty serious allegations of assault made against the uh, the chair Nick Brana, who's also the founder of the party. Um, and the response from the people's party has been to kind of, uh, do this shaming thread where they basically released a bunch of private text messages, uh, after the, the alleged assault to, to somehow, I guess, prove that the assault wasn't real. Like, I'm not quite sure like how that works. Uh, but this, this was the, this is what they went for. This was this was their their approach to to defending uh, Brana from from his his alleged actions. Uh, it was it's probably like one of the more bar, I guess, depending on how you know you look at it. But um, certainly some pretty disturbing stuff there. Um, I know that we have a couple of people's party people in the chat. Uh, feel free to jump in whenever you want. And then also, uh, I thought that we could also talk a little bit about, uh, Glenn Greenwald, fellow Colin, uh, show regular, um, to the extent that he still uses the platform. I haven't seen him on here in a little while, but, um, he, he, uh, is going to be on Rockfin. Uh, this is a, uh, kind of like a YouTube substitute, kind of a rumble substitute uh, that that kind of does like a lot of live streaming and they're going to have him come on to uh, interview Alex Jones and what I can only expect is going to be a very fawning and, and softball uh, interview. Full disclosure, uh, Rockfin did offer me a paid deal uh, some time ago, but I didn't end up taking it uh, for, for a number of reasons, but just for full disclosure on that one. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of. I mean, I guess those are like other than the heat, like those are the kind of the two big stories uh, that 
I've been following right now. I know that I know that there are a lot of other stories out there, but I think that the People's Party stuff is pretty is is really worth uh, uh, getting into a little bit. And I think maybe we'll just start there. So um, the yeah, so the phone lines are open. If you guys want to get in the queue, please feel free. I'll kind of go through this thread real quick and then see uh, see if anybody is ready to uh, to chat. Uh, so basically, uh, what the People's Party did was they said numerous newly released photos and screenshots. These are newly released photos and screenshots in the thread below. That like that like that's where they were released. Uh, pro- proved that Zayna Day and her best friend Paul Swearingen falsified allegations of sexual assault. Um, and so, in in order to to make this to make their case here, um, well, first they go back to this. Uh, point counterpoint thing that they did on July 11th, thread debunking the perennial smear campaign against the People's Party and false allegations against Nick Brana. Um, none of this stuff was particularly strong or really had much of a point to make. Um, they were just saying, the, like, they were saying, oh, well, this was the claim, but the fact is something different that we're just going to say, um, that, that we're just going to allege. Um, so that, that, that wasn't a particularly strong uh, pushback. They then uh, go into just showing screenshots of attacks between Day and Brana, and uh, like after the the alleged um, assault and attack, um, that like this is I mean you know first of all like this is very 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 selective editing on this stuff you know like there's um, we you know we don't know what the context is on either side of this uh, you know and, and there's some pretty personal stuff in here I'm not going to go into really the content of the messages because um, I think that it's uh, pretty gross to share this stuff under any circumstances. This is pretty personal stuff and obviously was not done uh, with Day's uh, permission. So uh, pretty, pretty disturbing. Um, they, they then, uh, they, they show a couple of group chat things uh, basically just showing, uh, I guess that the, the intention here is to show that they were uh, still in a relationship, uh, which doesn't preclude assault or, or any kind of other uh, attack like that or harassment. What exactly they're trying to do here other than obviously just shame they and try to intimidate uh, Swearingen into not, um, not saying anymore. And I think that it's important to... Uh, to note that that I have heard, so this is unsubstantiated, so I'm just going to say that right now, but I have heard that uh, Brana has control over the emails uh, that they used um, when they were with the organization, and he, he, he was able to look at the emails whenever he wanted and is still able to do that and to, and to, and to release that stuff. So maybe... Like I don't know, but it does seem to me that there is like kind of like they're trying to send a message here, that they're trying to say, hey, you know, like you know, like like back off, or we're going to release some embarrassing stuff. Again, who knows if that's really what they're doing, but that certainly is the the kind of the impression of this intimidation uh, tactic. Um, you know, like there's there's stuff, uh, Paula Jean uh, family photos that they blocked out, but obviously, you know, the implication of that is that they can not block them out uh, if they would want to do that. Um, there's, there's a number of, also what I would say too, is that a lot of this stuff between Brana and Day, uh, these, these, uh, screenshots and text messages don't like there, there's, there's obviously some stuff that's missing that's been deleted out of it. 
Um, and I think that that's kind of strange um, if you're really trying to portray like the, the, the conversation as it happened. Of course, that's not really the intention. But if it were, uh, that would be that would be um, kind of like that's kind of like a red flag of like maybe this is not something to uh, take too seriously. Um, and, you know, I, I invited Nick on uh, to to talk about this stuff. Um, I invite on anybody from uh, the People's Party uh, to the extent that anybody really exists on there other than Nick Verana um, to come on and to to talk. But uh, but that that hasn't been um, I haven't received like that response from him. I haven't received a positive response from him other than to uh, kind of just, um, you know, tell me that uh, basically to tell me that 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 he through like retweets and stuff that, that they're, that they think that I'm just, you know, uh, just trying to like drift off of this when they were like citing my, my, my reporting in their thread, uh, to begin with, you know, like I'm just, I'm just responding to their, um, to their attempt to, to, to get me like to, to their attempt to use my reporting as, as a way to kind of, uh, push back on it. So if they want to push back on it, they're certainly welcome to come on and do that. Of course, they're not going to. Um, I'm going to take Jordan now. Uh, Jordan is uh, a reporter with Status Coup, and he uh, was on with me last week, and I think he has some uh, People's Party stuff that uh, to talk about here. So uh, Jordan, welcome. Thanks for uh, coming back on. How's it going today? Hey there. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. What's up? Um, yeah, I, I'm planning a reporting trip, so I, uh, haven't really focused on every tweet, but did see, uh, this morning, the long tweet thread, uh, that MPP put out, uh, which nine times out of 10 is actually, uh, Nick Brunner ghostwriting. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, obviously, uh, not going to pretend to, uh, be an expert on, you know, sexual assault victims and, and this or that. But I will point out uh, in the tweet thread uh, that MPP put out, which again, you know, reeks of Nick Brana, um, he's still continuing to lie that the investigation uh, that MPP had launched um, cleared him, basically, that they didn't find anything that uh, they found uh, Zayna's accusations were unsubstantiated, politically motivated. Uh, he put that in the tweet thread, uh, I guess, you know, well after uh, all the private messages he posted. And, um, yeah, he just he's doubled down on that. He's tripled down on that. But as uh, Sabi Sabs, Sabi Sabs has shown, uh, I have shown, um, you know, there's audio showing Um Several board members uh, who were part of the investigation actually telling Zaina uh, that they, you know, were going to punish Nick and uh, recounting to her, explaining to her what those punishments were going to be, uh, which included uh, him being barred from staff meetings for six months, him losing supervisory uh, capacity for six months, him having to take uh, sexual harassment training, among other training classes. So, you know, forgetting all the private messages he put out, which, you know, to me, 
I, I don't really know what that. Uh, I believe he thinks it's some smoking gun. I, I don't. I don't think that is a smoking gun, but uh, he's still lying. And uh, to be clear, he has not answered to the fact that audio exists uh, as well as screenshots exist that uh, the investigators who he's saying back up his story actually were telling the accuser, here are the punishments that we've concluded. Uh, And that never happened, obviously, because uh, five board members were purged. So all things equal, it still doesn't make sense. His story doesn't add up because obviously uh, the investigators wouldn't be uh, wouldn't have arrived at punishments for Brana, uh, significant punishments, including him losing one-on-one supervisory uh, privileges for six months if they just found this this woman was lying and there was nothing to see here. So uh, that, you know, it seems that Brana, obviously he goes on shows that, uh, you know, aren't going to challenge him for the most part, uh, but he still hasn't answered for, you're saying that, you know, the investigation cleared you, but there, there's audio and uh, screenshots that clearly show that's not true. Uh, and as far as, um, you know, all these messages he put out, he also tried to, you know, he's he's like to kind of drudge up some stuff from my past, um, you know, uh, smears against me from five years ago. Uh, what's interesting about that is uh, my situation, there was actually eyewitnesses that, that backed me up, where in this case, uh, there is uh, an eyewitness who claims she saw something uh, that seemed unconse- not consensual. Right. Uh, so Paula Jean, so, so for anybody who doesn't, who doesn't uh, know, Paula Jean Swearingen um, on last week's show alleged that uh, she saw uh, Brana uh, kind of pushing himself down or, or, or forcing himself in some way. Um, on on uh, on on Ms. Day, and uh, you know, I, I I think that it's 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 worth you know just saying that that the response to this from Brana and from people, I mean, maybe maybe you can explain this to me, Jordan, because I think you have have watched these guys uh, in a, a little bit more. But um, you know, how much daylight is there between? Um, between Brana and the People's Party? I mean, because it doesn't really seem like there is. It seems like it's just all kind of one thing, right? Uh, from everyone I've heard from, it's, it's either uh, a, a woman who is a volunteer that's tweeting uh, from their account or Brana himself. Uh, so, you know, I don't, I don't know for a fact, but it, it did sound like Nick Brana's penmanship on these tweets, uh, as well as the series of responses uh, and retweets that they were retweeting people. Um, but no, there, there's very little daylight. Again, the People's Party, two of the, uh, I don't know how many board members they have now, they had 10, uh, they've purged five. So two of the original 10 board members were Nick and his father. Nick's father is the treasurer. Nick is the interim chair. So, you know, it's very, very, for a People's Party, it's very centralized to Nick Brana and his father. Yeah, well, it's it's, um, it's two it's two it's two people's party. There you go. The, correct. It's, it's it's two people. Um, just uh, just just to uh, just talk a little bit more about a different aspect of the people's party with you. Just while I have you, uh, Lisa Pfeffer, uh, or I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, um, who who is a former people's party member, uh, posted that 
it, according to their quarterly report, they made $31,497 and spent $44,664. Um, Alaska Airlines for $629. Ryan Knight Podcast for $480. Um, Spirit Airlines, Airbnb. I'm uh, kind of wondering about like what the Ryan Knight Podcast expense would have been. Um, but also, I mean, like, this this is a this is kind of like this organization is is a little bit weird with their money, right? Like it's kind of hard to track that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I have not looked thoroughly into their uh, expenses, so I don't have any reporting to share. But um, from what the tweet you're referencing, uh, she posted their uh, filings. It looked like almost two thousand dollars for an Airbnb. I don't know if that was for how long that stay was, or, I mean, that sounds pretty expensive for an Airbnb. Uh, don't know what it was for. Was it for MPP business or events or personal? Uh, so that I don't know. Um, the air, you know, tra- Alaska airlines, uh, don't know what the travel was for, because as far as I could see, they haven't been doing, uh, actions or events, uh, that, you know, typical organizing events. Uh, I, I, I know that Nick was in Los Angeles, um, he appeared on the Jimmy Dore show in person. So I, again, I, I don't know. I don't know, uh, what those are connected to maybe he, you know, appearing, uh, in his capacity as people's party chair, uh, you know, paid for that out of MPP, uh, going yeah. on Jimmy's show, but that, that I don't know. But what I do know is, um, there, it seems like they're almost, they're either exactly even or spending more than they're taking in. Uh, and another thing is these are not big donors. These are working class people donating money. So uh, many sources I spoke with in my previous reporting that said financial transparency was almost non-existent. Even uh, staff members couldn't really get uh, full transparency on where the money was going. To be clear, I'm not, a, no, I'm not accusing anything of fraud. I don't have any reporting to back that up. But it, it does seem odd. Those expenses are, are pretty significant. When they're not, I haven't seen any events or organizing from them recently. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and and I think that, um, and and I know that there are a couple other uh, people's party people um, or, or former members uh, in 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 the in the chat. If you guys want to join the call, uh, Zana and Mark, uh, feel free. Um, but Jordan, you know, I think that uh, obviously uh, we we don't have the reporting to back up any accusations of fraud. But what I will say is that we are looking at an organization that is pretty secretive um, about its its finances as much as possible, uh, pretty insular, pretty kind of based around the, um, like the single personality of Nick Brana himself as kind of the leader and all of this kind of stuff. I don't know about fraud. I never saw anything like that. Um, but I do know that transparency was an issue. There was, there was me, you know, as executive director and several board members that was trying to get more regular reports um, from regular financial reports. So we wanted to have monthly reports as well as um, reported to the board. Because before this point, the board, when I came on, it was my understanding that the board had never really gotten a financial report, which to me was just wild, right? They hadn't really set budgets with their fundraising. They hadn't got a financial report. So I was setting targets for fundraising. I was, you know, helping to set um, 
quarterly financial reports that another board member was actually working on, as well as monthly reports and more transparency. So we didn't have any um, transparency in the organization because even though I could see the um, fundraising on one of the fundraising platforms, I couldn't see the fundraising for PayPal or we we also couldn't see the checks that were coming in. So the only thing that I saw of those was a um, spreadsheet that Nick's dad, Rod Brana, had created. I don't know if that spreadsheet was accurate or not because I never saw any bank statements. None of the board members did We that I know of. Um, and so with that, there was an accurate transparency. And I had never worked at an org that uh, didn't have some form of transparency. And uh, to me, that was a that was a big problem, especially when it's ran and the treasurer's the dad and, you know, the other person's the founder. There needs to be some accountability and transparency with people's dollars. 